Hello, everybody. I'm Harrison. And I'm Rachel. This week, we're talking with my parents about their experience with pregnancy and parenting. So stay tuned and join us on our journey to meet Meet Baby Baby H. Let's introduce our special guest here. Joining us are my parents, Mark and Heather. They have four kids, and Baby H will be their first grandkid. Hi, Mom and Dad. Hello. Hello. These panels have been a lot of fun for us, and we're excited to ask some new questions and get a new perspective. So let's dive into some of these questions. All right, so to start this off, were there any resources that you found especially helpful during pregnancy and when you were prepping for a baby? Back in the day when we had our kids, there weren't as many resources as there are today. But that book called What to Expect When You're Expecting was one thing that we leaned on. But our family was more important for the different scenarios and what we were trying to do to raise kids. That What to Expect When You're Expecting book has been around. I think they're on like the seventh edition or something. (laughs) Yeah, Rachel's parents got it for her. And we're amazed it has been around for such a long time. And as far as we can tell, it doesn't really look like it's changed a whole lot but we also have one edition of it. So who knows? (laughs) A good resource for us was my mom and dad. There's seven kids in my family, so they had a lot of practice. One of the funny things that my dad always said was, think of someone that you couldn't imagine ever having kids but do. And if they can do it, so can we. We definitely have taken this advice. We talk about it a lot. We're like, well, we know this person made it, so we'll probably be okay. (laughs) So what do you remember about your first moments home with a new baby, whether that was your first or bringing home more kids after that, things that you wanted or needed, emotions that you were feeling, things like that? On the emotions side, bringing Helen, who was our first home, was probably the most scary thing ever. We thought we were ready, but weren't quite ready. And we both just kind of sat there staring at her going, oh, we're in charge and responsible for a human being. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely true. It got a little easier after we'd had the first couple kids, but when we brought home Helen, I can remember sitting at the table trying to eat dinner and knowing that she was in her car seat right next to us and just being scared to death that we were in charge of her safety and well-being. And that was a lot to take in. It's a huge responsibility, but it's one that I wouldn't trade for anything in the world. And our kids have done an amazing job of helping one another And it's because they have each other in the family to lean on. And that's how we got through it was by leaning on one another. We joke a lot about the first time we bring our kid home. We're just probably going to set them down and be like, okay, well, what do you do with this thing now? There's so (laughs) many resources about getting up until the hospital and dealing with the time while you're at the hospital. But when you get home, you just kind of got to figure it out. Yeah. I've seen some funny like YouTube vlogs where people bring their newborn home and they'll give them a house tour. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, our baby will probably get a house tour. Yeah, I would say more with the other kids than Helen, but we just kind of walk through the house and it's like, here's where you live. Yeah, when you have that kid at home and you're trying to figure out, okay, what's my normal routine and trying to make them comfortable. So you just kind of walked them around through each room and we're just talking to them and because they love to hear your voice. So it's just a fun thing to do. But, you know, when we brought our kids home, it wasn't until the latter two that technology was a big part of that. So it was just us walking around talking with our kids. (laughs) 
What would you say was your most used item or like the most essential item that you had when your kids were babies? The most used utility item was our go pack as far as our diapers and our changing pad. We used it from kid one all the way to kid four. And we often left it in the car so that if we were places other people needed it, it was there. And so your go pack was like a kit of like diapers and things that you would need just to like get out of the house quick or just like for changing or what? Yeah, it was really kind of like a changing kit. So one side had a zipper, a side that had like we could put three or four diapers and a set of the flat wipes. And then the other side, we had usually an extra outfit inside it. It folded a changing pad, and then it just fit right inside the diaper bag. So you could take it out of the diaper bag if you wanted. There was one time when we went to an amusement park that was geared towards young kids, and we had taken a bunch of little kids with us, and it got to be pretty panicked when we got to the end of the go pack that there were no more diapers. We had no more formula. We had like three wipes, and we were just praying that we were going to make it back home before we had a blowout or something. So we made it, but it was by the skin of our teeth. I was amazed to find out. I think there was somebody that said every hour that you're out with your kid, you need to take at least one diaper. And to me, that seems like an absurd amount of diapers. <laughs> but a lot of people are like, that might not be enough. Yeah, I would say that wouldn't be enough. In the trunk, we kept like a box that had an extra outfit for every kid, diapers of every size we needed, and the change of clothes had underwear if we had kids body trained at the time. Harrison still has to figure out what kind of diaper bag he wants. <laughs> yeah, it's the one item on our registry that we have not figured out yet because I'm very particular about my book bags, and I think I will just want to try them all before I can get one. So, But you have mentioned that you want to do some kind of like separate yeah, I'd like these. to do separate like pouches where it's just like, here's the little container of like, this is everything you need to change a kid. And like, here's just like a, a box of like, this is a change of clothes so that instead of going through every item when you repack your bag and trying to figure out what items need restocked, you could just grab another bag. And it sounds very similar to this go pack that you had because nothing sounds worse than in a public bathroom with a changing table trying to rummage through your diaper bag and figure out all the items that you need. Whereas it'd be so much easier to just be like, this is the one little kit that you need. Just take only that in and whoever is standing out with the stroller can keep the bag or whatever. Yeah, I'd say that when we were toting young ones, we didn't have a lot of places that had changing stations and things like that. So... You, I, the last thing I wanted to do is take the rest of the diaper bag that had formula and food items in. The best yeah. place is the back of the car. Exactly. The hatchback, which uh, is not necessarily on anybody's list, but that is an essential place to change a diaper when you need to. So <laughs> you'll learn that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to that because Rachel has deemed that when we're out and about, I will deal with all bathroom duties because when you go to the restroom as a guy, the lines are just so much shorter. So if it's like packed and your kids got to go, you know, like if they're potty training or if you just need to change them real quick, your luck is probably better in the men's restroom than the women's restroom. Yep. If we used a bathroom, your dad often was the one because he could get it done faster. 
to this day, when I go in bathrooms, I'm like, oh, this place has a nice changing station. <laughs> <laughs> so how soon did you go back to work after each of your kids was born? And what would you say that experience was like? Like, what were some of the most difficult things, but also some of the nice things about going back to work? After Helen, it was about seven weeks. I thought that I would be ready to go back pretty quick. The seven weeks went really fast, and it was hard to go back. And the reason it was hard to go back is just I wanted to make sure that she was being taken care of. With you, Harrison, it was more like probably to the end of the semester I was teaching, and they decided that it was easier on my classes if I went back at the end of the semester. With Mary Grace, it was an extended time, but I was having some medical issues at the time. And then with Anderson, I just chose to take a year off. The year off was probably the easiest for me because I had the four to take care of. It was the only time that I really got to focus only on that. So when I went back to the classroom after the kids were born, I didn't have as much time off, but I rested a lot easier knowing that Heather was there. And again, family was close, able to help out with things that I was not able to do since I was in the classroom. And with fall babies, wasn't that long until fall break, Thanksgiving break, Christmas break. So there was enough time there that I felt like I still was able to help out, but still uh, go back to work and handle some of those responsibilities. Every case is different. And for each couple, they have to figure it out on their own. I feel like a lot of people that talk about going back to work, we'll talk about like the difficulties of leaving your kid at home or at a daycare or whatever. But would you say that there are also like some good things? And if there are, what would you say are some of those things that are nice about going back to work? Well, I was really committed to teaching and helping others learn. And the process of feeling like I wanted to still do that, but then also be a mom there's a lot of pressure to stay at home, and then there's a lot of pressure to work. But people have to just do what's right for them. For me, the biggest worry really was, do I have the right people taking care of my kids with the same values and expectations I would have? So I was lucky, and I had somebody, both your dad and I felt like we had good babysitters that would have done the same types of things than if you're with us. Yeah, I would agree with that. That was one of the hardest decisions that we had to overcome was like, how do we trust to find the right daycare person and make sure that they're going to have those same values that we had and instill in our kids the same philosophies at a young age that we wanted them to value learning and to respect one another. And we were lucky to find a person like that. And that was the hardest decision that we had to make sure that we could trust that person and we just lucked out. And again, we didn't have a whole lot of resources except word of mouth and interviewing these people that were potentially going to be our stand-ins while we were at work. And that was a hard decision. Yeah, I've always heard people say that finding a babysitter or a nanny is just one of the hardest things because you're trusting someone else with like your most prized possession And I'm glad that we don't have to think about that. I'm glad that Harrison is going to have ample time off. Yeah, and that just wasn't a thing when we were having kids. Very rare to have any time off for dads, like usually if they had a personal day or things like that, then maybe an extended weekend, but very little time off. I was able to take all my 
vacation days and sick days to be at home as long as possible. But it wasn't enough. Back in the day when you were born, Harrison, was when the Family Medical Leave Act was coming out. There wasn't even any protection for mothers. They could let you go at that point. And that was kind of scary. So I was happy when that came through. But it wasn't that common. And I'm, I'm happy for you that you guys are going to get to not have to worry about that and have plenty of ample time to get settled in and not miss out. Those first three years are so important. Fortunately, we do have that time where I'll be home. And it's allowed us to spend more time thinking about when do we want to start scheduling activities out and about so that we can basically get back to whatever the new normal is going to be, but not so that we're just sitting at home all of the time. And that's been more of our focus than really when both of us are trying to work and figuring out all of that, which we're very fortunate that we're not in that situation. So looking back, I know that you mentioned that one of your best resources was family, but were there any parenting styles that your parents used on you that you've noticed you also used with your children? Yeah, with my parents, the style that they probably used the most is just to stay calm, have a lot of humor, Remember the age of the child and that you take it just one day at a time. Kids will get kind of rambunctious, but that's kind of the fun of it. And they have their own personalities. But while they have their own personalities, they just need to work out their own stuff. So sometimes kids are going to get upset. Sometimes the parents are going to get upset. But uh, if we just figure out how to deal with each other as people, no matter how the age is, then it usually works out. That's a really good question about how the parents' parenting styles have influenced ours. And it's a tough question because over the years, you know, family is really, really important. We're lucky for both sides of this equation. And keeping track of everyone's personalities and learning to get along with one another has been something that has been valued. And I, I think that we've passed that on down to our kids as well. And that's something that our parents tried to share with us to keep others in mind and that the world doesn't always revolve around one person. And that's a good lesson for people to be inclusive. And I feel like that's something that's been passed down from my parents, instilled in me, and just to be fair to everyone and just be a good person. What is something that you wish someone would have told you before you had kids? But I also want to add on to this. What is something that you wish someone would have told your spouse? Before you had kids. <laughs> I don't really know what somebody would have told me because I know that I wasn't around a whole lot of little kids before we had our own. I didn't spend a lot of time with little kids. I have two dear cousins who were small when I was in middle school, and I was petrified that they were going to have me hold them or take care of them or change their diaper. And it was really fun. Once I got over that hurdle... But it was very scary. So I guess Heather should have known how inept I was. Like, I wasn't really ready for babies at all. And I can remember thinking, how am I going to handle a poopy diaper? And, uh, you know, I was never ready for that. But once it happened, you got to take care of the problem. The kid can't take care of it themselves. And I just think you just get led along the way. You know, you get ready. One challenge makes you ready for the next one. We have heard that not only did you sign up for one parenting class, but you signed up for a second <laughs> parenting class. Yes, that is true. I I was dead set that we needed to go to the 
parenting classes, the prenatal classes that they were offering at the hospital. And uh, your mom was not able to make it to the first session because she had a commitment that she was wanting to uphold with school. So I went to the class and I was very panicked after the first class that we weren't ready. And then uh, I went to the second class and she was going to meet me there. And then it wasn't shortly thereafter that Helen was on her way. So I went to the parenting classes by myself, and I think you guys have all turned out pretty good. Yeah, I think so. I mean, don't have poop on my butt, so you must have learned something. <laughs> I don't know about what I wish someone would tell me. What people did always tell us was how fast things would go and that time would go fast. And we just kind of were like, hmm, okay. But now that... We've got four kids that are pretty grown up. It has gone very fast. We aren't even very far into this game. Like our first kid isn't even here yet. And it's already kind of insane that we're already like six months into this. In some ways, it feels like it has been a long time. But in other ways, it's like, how did we get to this point? So I'm sure it only is going to get faster. Before we got married, I couldn't imagine what being married would be like. And I'm having the same thing now. It's like, I can't imagine like what being a parent will be like, but it's going to be here before we know it. Time will go very quickly for you, that's for sure. And you should enjoy every moment. And there'll be days that you're thinking, what did we get ourselves into? <laughs> but it's all worth it. And you'll have to have a lot of patience when your child learns how to write and writes on notes that they don't want to hug that night because they're mad at you. There are a lot of really funny videos that we'll see of little kids right now that it's just like parents like sitting watching these disasters happen. And I just don't know if I can do it. Like one is this little girl is trying to learn how to pour milk like into a glass on her own. And you just watch her dump like the whole carton of milk all over the place. And the dad just sits there and doesn't get angry. And it's like, no. I would just be so angry. <laughs> First thing, though, is I would not have given them milk. It's like, let's do this with water. But I distinctly remember Mary Grace learning how to pour and how big a deal it was and how long it took to learn how to pour something. It took a long time, but I agree with you. No milk. We started with water. <laughs> We're just excited to see that you're enjoying the journey and having fun with it. We've really enjoyed listening to the podcast and watching your journey as you go through this. And I feel like we've gotten to know a little bit more inside information about what you're thinking and excited for the both of you. And we're really looking forward to meeting Baby H. So thanks for having us on today. Well, thank you both for joining us today. I'm sure it will be fun for Baby H to listen back to these episodes with their family in them and hear all about the things that we did while awaiting their arrival. Next time, we're going to talk about some resources that we have found helpful during this pregnancy. We've even secured some discount codes for our listeners, so be sure to check it out. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. 